The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Giants fans, it's training camp week. Yes, the offseason has concluded and the new year is truly commencing. Nick Filato, a big blue view here to discuss the crucial and pivotal talking points as we await the start of training camp. But before we do that, I think it's wise to reflect on what we were discussing around this time last season. We didn't know at the time the Giants wouldn't just make the playoffs, but win their first playoff game since Super Bowl 46, defeating the Minnesota Vikings 31-24 at U.S. Bank Stadium. The sturdy foundation of the 2022 Giants started to ossify when Brian Dable decided to go for two to secure victory in Week 1 against Tennessee. However, that seemed far-fetched one year ago. Last year at this time before training camp, discussions about Andrew Thomas's off-season ankle surgery distressed us as a fan base, as did, to be frank, the experiment of starting Aaron Robinson outside opposite of Dory Jackson. Unfortunately, the young player never fully received that opportunity due to his appendectomy and subsequent knee injury that held him out for most of the season. Seems like ages ago, but Blake Martinez was still a topic of conversation last year at this time. However, one of the bigger talking points was Daniel Jones versus backup quarterback Tyrod Taylor. The early parts of training camp where defensive coordinator Wink Martindale harassed Jones fueled the fire of competitive controversy as the incoming coaching staff meticulously evaluated the quarterback whom just had his fifth-year option denied. Nevertheless, it worked out for Jones. He was re-signed to a four-year, $160 million contract and is now tasked to build upon that sturdy same foundation that yielded the Giants a playoff win, respect, and their first coach of the year since Jim Fossil in 1997. So what are some of those big storylines heading into camp? For starters, the Saquon Barkley drama has shined a national spotlight on the franchise. We covered it extensively here at Big Blue View, and we hope to see 26 against Dallas in Week 1. There's little doubt the Giants are better off with Barkley on the field. But the rancorous nature of this situation prevents his presence from being a certainty, which opens the door to fifth-round rookie Eric Gray, veteran Matt Breida, Gary Brightwell, and Ja'Shawn Corbin. The door is also ajar for newly signed running back James Robinson, who, somehow, is only 24 years old. The young back has already overcome a lot in his career, and now, another year removed from his injury, he'll look to compete for a roster spot. He'll try and just be more than a camp body. Cole Beasley was also signed to a crowded wide receiver room on Friday before training camp. A possible sign that Wondell Robinson and maybe even Sterling Shepard could wind up on the pup list, the physically unable to perform list. Big Blue is the slot machine right now. 
but the familiarity of Beasley with Dable provides the Giants a savvy option in the slot if injuries plague the position throughout the summer. The Giants dressed seven wide receivers for Week 1 against Tennessee last season. Sterling Shepard, Wondell Robinson, Kenny Galladay, Darius Slayton, Kadarius Toney, Richie James, and David Sills. Presume they carry seven again into Week 1, and both Shep and Robinson land on the pup for the season, which seems unlikely in Shep's case, but let's roll with it. Then the Giants are looking at Slayton, Isaiah Hodgins, Paris Campbell, Jalen Hyatt, Colin Johnson, David Sills, Jamison Crowder, Jeff Smith, Khalil Pimpleton, Makai Polk, Jaden Mickens, Bryce Ford Wheaton, and Beasley to split those seven spots, with Campbell, Hyatt, Crowder, Pimpleton, Mickens characterized predominantly as slot players. It's a tight slot room. It's going to be tough. And even the outside battle between Colin Johnson and Bryce Ford Wheaton, who the Giants allocated over $200,000 to as UDFA, should spark storylines. Every snap in training camp matters, and I'm sure these Giants wide receivers are aware of that fact. Both Johnson and Ford Wheaton are towering individuals with different builds than the rest of the Bellagio crew under the tutelage of Mike Groh. However, tight end coach Andy Bischoff, who reunited with Darren Waller in March, and this is what has me fascinated about the potential of Mike Kafka and Brian Dable with this offense. Daniel Bellinger exceeded the expectations of most rookie tight ends last year. He was one of the better blocking tight ends I've seen for the Giants since I've covered this team. Not to mention, he has a keen sense of spatial awareness, a rapport with Daniel Jones, and he's a good athlete. Now, with Waller in-house, the Giants have a 12-personnel package that will force defenses into base personnel, which could result in exploitable mismatches. The competition for the third tight end spot could also have diverging paths. Like Waller, Lawrence Cager is a former college wide receiver. He's not going to dominate the point of attack as a blocker, but his size, speed, and athletic profile are problems for linebackers and safeties. A 13 personnel package consisting of Darren Waller, Daniel Bellinger, and Lawrence Cager will pose matchup issues for the defense. The Giants could use every inch of the field, have these guys aligned outside of the numbers, forcing the linebackers into space where their liabilities against the trio of tight ends can easily be exploited. Conversely, Tommy Sweeney is more of a blocker than Cager is, but not necessarily an effective one, and that's no slight on Sweeney. Sweeney is a try-hard effort type of blocker who takes solid angles of approach and who moves well while blocking. However, he has limited upside as a receiver and his ability to sustain blocks to lose slow enough is only marginal. Sweeney will look to win a roster spot against Cager and rookie UDFA out of East Carolina, Ryan Jones. Chris Rossetti and the Giants Pro Personnel Department are actively looking for linebackers to compete for a starting position after Gerard Davis suffered a torn ACL. As I record this, a move has not been made, so we'll have to wait and see, and I'm sure we'll be covering it at Big Blue View if the Giants decide to add another body to the position group. As of right now, second-year players Micah McFadden and Darian Beavers are in line to compete for a starting linebacker spot opposite of Bobby Okereke. McFadden and Beavers' primary competition are UDFA's Deontay Johnson out of Toledo and Troy Brown out of Ole Miss, since both Cam Brown and Cara Coughlin operate just about exclusively as special teamers. And then, there's one of the more significant subjects heading into training camp. It's not just for the 2023 Giants, but also beyond, and that's the development of the two top 10 selections from last year's draft, Kayvon Thibodeau and Evan Neal. 
Both players were hampered by injuries at different points of the season last year. Despite that, Thibodeau was second on the team in pressures with 45. However, he only had two sacks that were not unblocked efforts, four sacks total. I personally remain very high on Kayvon. He's a smart, physical kid with a developing pass rush plan. He's explosive enough to threaten tackles high side with the precision and understanding of leverage manipulation to effectively employ his hands and put tackles into a precarious position. Still, he could be quicker to get to that employment, something the 22-year-old will attempt to master as he heads into his second season. I'm not worried about Thibodeau, and I wouldn't say I'm worried about Evan Neal, but I proceed with some caution, and I know I'm beating a dead horse at this point. But Neil's conscientiousness, length, athletic ability, and overall personality lead me to believe he's going to correct the issues he experienced throughout his rookie season. It's not an assurance. We have to see it on the field first. Typically speaking, talented players with incredible physical gifts and an insatiable work ethic tend to figure it out, to some degree at least. Neil allowed 52 pressures last season. That was third most in the NFL, tied for first most pressures allowed among 31 teams, excluding the Chiefs because both Orlando Brown and Andrew Wiley surrendered more pressures than Neal. That's kind of a product of playing with an extemporizing genius like Patrick Mahomes. You're going to surrender more pressures. Playing in the NFC East as a tackle is no easy task. Seeing Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, Josh Sweat, Montez Sweat, and Hassan Reddick twice a year can affect one's confidence. However, I think we're going to see Neal stabilize this season. Andrew Thomas struggled in his rookie season, but everything started to consistently click for him after a shoddy preseason performance against Josh Uche in the Patriots to start his second campaign. I think Neal will still have some bad reps, but overall I expect him to take that leap this season, the leap that all Giant fans want him to take. And I look forward to the training camp battle between Neal and Kayvon Thibodeau, a battle that dates back to high school for both the players. There are so many other interesting training camp questions. Is Darnay Holmes going to secure a spot on the roster if there's no pay cut and the Giants can save $2.7 million against the cap? Will that result in possibly Cordell Flott starting, or will one of the safeties that doesn't start opposite of Xavier McKinney, whether that be Nick McLeod or Bobby McCain, end up starting in nickel personnel? Is Dane Belton going to possibly start next to Xavier McKinney? So the second safety spot is also up in the air and can be determined depending on what happens in training camp. And also, who's going to start at left guard? Is it Josh Azudu? Is he healthy enough to start? Is it Ben Bredesen? These are all questions that we'll be extensively covering at Big Blue View. And if you love the New York Giants and you're excited like I am about the upcoming season, please head on over to BigBlueView.com and BigBlueView's YouTube channel to check out our extensive coverage of the New York football Giants. Thank you, everyone. We're less than one week away. And as of right now, have a lovely day.